Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Onshot.net. A Browse Around Bet. Part 1. After a 10-year hiatus, well, a self-imposed 10-year gap, I finally had the chance to return to the BET conference in London. For those of you who are uninitiated, BET is the largest educational technology conference in the world. And it's a place where the biggest technology and educational speakers have seminars all day, every day, and the biggest education and technology companies exhibit their wares at the expo. There's well over a thousand, maybe 1,500 uh, companies uh, selling their wares and having a lot, showing off their latest gadgets and technology for education specifically in some of the most indulgent and giant stands, which probably cost more than my entire budget for, uh, in my own school for possibly a decade. For example, the Microsoft stand alone was bigger than a soccer pitch and one company decided that their stand should be a double-decker bus fully equipped and also with a proper bus stop outside in case they were accused to have a look at their stuff. That's the madness of bet and it's an absolutely fantastic place to be. The reason I was there was to have a look at the latest educational technology that's out there and speak to a number of people um, about technology in education. I met with representatives of Clever.com, which I'll talk to you a little bit about. And I went along to a couple of Google events and a teach meet. Uh, and you can read about those on uh, the onshaw.net blog. However, in this episode, I want to talk to you about some of the latest tools that you might be interested in for your own school or for your own classroom. And I'm going to go through a quick review of what I found there and what made me go wow. Hello, hello, you are welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Onshaw.net. This is Simon Lewis speaking. Um, well, this is an unusual episode of If I Were the Minister for Education because I won't be mentioning her at all in this episode, I can imagine. And uh, I won't be given out. I won't be whinging. In fact, it might be a little break for you from my usual ranting. Uh, in fact, in this episode, what I'm doing is I'm reviewing my time at the BET conference, uh, but reviewing based specifically reviewing some of the cool educational technology tools that are out there and available for you uh, in Irish schools and it might be worth uh, your while. These are some of the highlights that I found when I was going around the expo. Um, I will, uh, I, I have a full blog post about my experience in case you want to, if you're, if you want to read about it, where I talk about some of the meetings I went to and uh, my experience there. But the specifics of this podcast is to really uh, go through some of the products that I found and maybe one or two other little highlights uh, that might interest you uh, as a teacher or a leader of a school. Um, if you haven't been to BET before, I'd highly recommend it. It's uh, three days of educational technology. I, I don't know what the word is, it, but it is the biggest 
uh, conference I've ever been to. Uh, it's about the size of eight football pitches. Um, and uh, outside of those eight football pitches, there's rooms everywhere with seminars going on all day and you can learn so much. And I did while I was there. Um, it's it's really well worth going. A hugely overwhelming and sensory overload, but uh, very much worth it. So without further ado, let's get into it. And um, I'm going to start off with single sign-on, which might not sound like the most exciting thing to start start off with. And you may not even know or may not be familiar with what single sign-on is. And it was the main reason why I went to bet. Um, single sign-on, for those of you who don't know uh, what it is, is basically um, the, the idea, and you probably use single sign-on without realizing it, is that you uh, would have one username and one password to access all of your various uh, programs. So for example, you might be in a school that uses um, athletics, it might use Seesaw, you might use uh, Google Classroom, you might use a few different things. And and you probably have to remember, you know, five or six different usernames or passwords. The idea with single sign-on is that you're able to sign on once to a certain portal. And what that portal does, it remembers all your usernames and passwords for all the uh, apps that you use, and therefore you only have to log in once. Now, the, on top of that, what I like is because I, I don't even like remembering any usernames or passwords. What I like is the ability that you can sign on or a child can sign on to their account simply by flashing a kind of a picture or a QR code uh, in front of a webcam and it reads that, uh, that QR code and logs the, uh, logs the child on, thus saving a huge amount of time with... Um, I suppose, remembering usernames, remembering passwords, having to change passwords when people find them, all that kind of stuff. And it's really, really frustrating. Uh, it's certainly when I was teaching, uh, you could spend, you know, 30, 40 minutes just getting the children logged on before you actually did anything. And it was a hugely cumbersome experience. And uh, I've been using a, a tool for the last uh, few years called clever.com uh, which I really shouldn't have had access to because it's only available in America and somehow I managed to wangle uh, my own school onto using it um, it's um, I, I however I think that gap has been closed so I was really looking uh, at bet uh, for the inevitable time where clever are probably going to come up to me and say Simon I'm afraid the game is up you're going to have to either start paying for this uh, or it's just not going to be available to, uh, to schools outside of America. Um, now, I don't know if that's the case. I know Clever are looking um, to move into the UK and Ireland, and they always say the UK and Ireland. Uh, but um, when it comes to Ireland, uh, you tend to become second place to the UK because we have so few schools and uh, we're a very, very tiny market. So I suppose I have to keep my options open. I met uh, one of the uh, people from Clever.com and had a chat about uh, my experience and what uh, what the setup is in Ireland. And I left, I suppose we both left, I think probably with more questions than answers. Um, but it was a good meeting and I suppose I'm, I'm very happy with Clever.com. Clever.com is uh, not probably an option to you if you're in an Irish classroom, but suffice to say, it does what I just said, a single sign-on does. Uh, all children are given a QR code, um, uh, which is linked to their Clever account. And when they flash that up uh, at their login on their Chromebook or whatever device they're, they're, they're using, they um, they get signed on uh, to a kind of, it signs them in, uh, it gives them a list of their apps. And rather than having to type in their usernames and passwords for all those apps, they just need to click on the app they use and it logs them into their uh, account on those apps, whether that's Google Classroom or Seesaw, which are the two most popular tools. 
I guess that schools are using these days uh, for looking at their homework or classwork and things like that. So Clever.com does that and it does it really, really well and um, I'm, I'm very happy with it. But I think uh, if you're in an Irish school that hasn't started off, you probably need to be looking at other options. And I found three potential options. One of them based in the US and potentially worldwide. I think in South America they have a, a presence as well. And two of them based, uh, one based in the EU and one based in the UK. Uh, so I, I won't go through uh, too much about them, but just to give you a few uh, features uh, that might be of worth. Um, Classlink is the one that's based in America, but also has a presence in Europe and South America. Um, and uh, it's... Um, you know, as well as giving me lots of very nice merch, including a pair of socks, uh, for whatever reason, Classlink basically does the same thing as Clever.com, and it does have, but it does have a few little extra tools, uh, potentially because uh, I suppose the way the re- weakness really in Clever.com is it's not designed for single schools; it's designed for big districts in America, where you could have thousands of schools uh, working on particular apps, and it works kind of at that, and that's that's it per, its purpose. Classlink it does have the option. Uh, for single schools to sign up and have QR codes and all the rest of it. And the extra tool that I noticed from it that was uh, maybe of use to you is it also links uh, children to their Google Drive or their own Dropbox account uh, or other kind of uh, uh, cloud storage. And it's easy to access. So children can upload their documents to their Google Drive and their teacher can access those without, you know, the cumbersome sharing of links and things like that it just when they upload to their to their to their account the teacher also has access to that that uh, to that drive automatically very handy very useful now i was i was unable to kind of get a definite price on uh, on it it was kind of tricky uh, to to lay these people down to to a price but it's certainly worth uh, looking at and it's classlink uh, is the website uh, to maybe get started classlink.com um, and uh, if you go to the blog, you'll see how it works with single sign-on. Moving on to the UK one, I won't go too much into this because uh, I and I don't have this featured on the blog, but it's certainly one worth looking at uh, because uh, this company kind of has been around for a long time, but not for single sign-on. They only moved into single sign-on during COVID, during the lockdown, and they're still establishing that. So I don't know a huge amount about uh, the company, except that they exist and they do single sign-on. Um, basically, they do the same thing again. Um, and their name is Wanda, W-O-N-D-E. Um, again, worth having a look at. Um, again, not too, um, yeah, no, not not too, uh, not 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 too unfamiliar. If you know Clever.com or this class link, you get to log in, and I think they have links with school lunches in the UK. Obviously, that won't be much good to us in Ireland, but they also, I think, allow children to see their apps. I'm again not a hundred percent sure how it works uh, because I didn't really uh, get a demo of it, but uh, I would imagine very very similar. The last one, and this is the one I'm kind of, I suppose, most impressed with because of one feature really that um, I suppose saves you a huge amount of time um, in terms of having to get a second uh, service. And this is something called Cloudwise, or they've gone through a rebrand and they're now called Cool, uh, Cool from Cloudwise. And this is a company based in the Netherlands and Belgium. And I had come across them before. but because Clever.com was free, I didn't go with this company. Uh, this isn't free. None of the, I don't think any of the rest of these guys are free. I think Wanda might be free, um, but uh, but Cool from Cloudwise isn't exactly free free. But it's as close to free as you can probably as you can probably get about two euro per child per year, which isn't very much really for what they offer. 
Um, basically, what uh, Cloudwise does is it gives single sign-on. So again, you, you have two ways with Cool, which I think is, is interesting. You have the QR code um, version, which means you can uh, basically scan your QR code to the webcam and it logs you in. But you also have this thing called picture login. So every child is given uh, two pictures uh, that they're associated with. And when they uh, click, they basically can click on their name and then they have to remember which two pictures are associated with their account. And they click on those and it logs them in. So it saves you carrying around QR codes. If you lose your QR code, you don't have to go printing it again. They just have to remember two pictures. I'm not sure how, uh, again, some people might think that's not that secure. So you actually can combine both of those things uh, together. So again, a bit more secure, a different way of logging in. Uh, if you have touch screens like iPads and things like that, uh, the, the, I like the picture idea for logging in. It works kind of well. Um, but the other thing that it does, which I think is, uh, really sets it, I suppose, ahead of maybe the other services is it also has uh, in-class teacher monitoring of what the children are doing. So what that means is um, you can have your teacher laptop and you have your class set up. And while the children are working on their Chromebooks, you can see what's happening on all their screens. Now, some of you might be familiar with programs like AB Tutor, um, which is the granddaddy of these sort of things. But this is integrated into Cloudwise or Cool from Cloudwise. So the teacher can um, actually see what the children are doing. Um, the teacher can also send uh, children, all the children in one click to a particular website without them having to type it in, which is a kind of handy tool. You can send them files. Uh, she can um, send them, uh, she can actually even lock down uh, their Chromebooks while they were while they're doing the explain explaining things so i think it's called the heads up feature where um you know the children if the, you know the way if you have children using uh you know the, these devices in their classroom sometimes you actually need them to concentrate and you know the way they're they might glance down and they might be you know you could be going through the throes of this amazing explanation and then you see three or four of them are still on their chromebooks tap tapping along this way it locks them down so they have to look at what you're doing because there's nothing on the screen so it's very handy Service. They have other services like plagiarism detectors and things like that. And uh, they also have uh, a thing where, where you can set tests uh, like on Google Forms, like a quiz, but also lock, but then lock down any access to anything else. So the children can go Googling the answers again, probably not too relevant uh, for primary schools, but a handy feature nonetheless. So that would be really a uh, single sign on three tools there uh, that, uh, well, four tools really. You've got clever.com, which isn't available in Ireland yet. Cool from Cloudwise, which I suppose is my favorite. Classlink, which is really good and Wanda. Uh, again, worth watching. I keep my eyes out on Wanda though, really. I, I see big things for them in the, in the next few months. So if you're not in a rush, hold forth for a while because I think something's going to come uh, in terms of Wanda. Not quite sure, but uh, absolutely have a look at that. The next thing I'm going to look at is uh, the, a thing called scanning pens. Now, some of you might be familiar with these, particularly if you have children with dyslexia or other uh, reading difficulties. And um, this is a kind of a pen shaped or a highlighter shaped uh, device, which allows you to, uh, which basically is, it's a very clever thing. Basically, you can scan any page of any book and it will read it back to you, usually in some sort of robotic voice or whatever it might be. So. Um, you've got a few options out there and I didn't see too many at that, but they're the, the granddaddy again, like the original, the OG, I think, as young people say, of these events is the C pen from scanning pens, which is well worth uh, a look at and costs about 300 euro. Um, definitely worth a look. They were there, they had their stand, nice people, small company. They do one thing and they do it really well. But right across from them, 
was this very sleek looking stand. And this sleek looking stand contained a very similar looking device called the Orkham Learn, a highlighter size scanning pen. And to be honest, this is one of the very few items at Bet that made me go, wow. I mean, really, wow. For something so small, I couldn't believe what it did. At its very basic, and it's, it has another model called the Orkham Read, it does exactly the same thing as a scanning pen, more or less. Um, you know, just a slightly different way of doing it. What the Orkham Learn does is it adds an extra layer. Now, all scanning pens, as well as reading out the text, will also have things like defining words that you might not understand. So you could scan a word and ask for the definition and it would read out what the definition of it is. Yeah, that, that's, that's all good. But wait till you hear what this thing does. And I'm probably not even going to do it justice. As well as scanning the full page and being able to read it for you and be able to define words, you can then click on a little button and speak to the um to the to this Orcam Learn, kind of like your Sky Remote Control, but you can say things like, "Ask me a question about this text," and what it will do is it actually can read, it can actually know what the text is saying, and it can provide you with a quiz based on that page of the text, like a comprehension test. I think that's amazing. On any page, it's not even a special book that you have to get. Any book. So it could, you could be, I don't know, you could be, um, maybe there, it has a nursery on Mary had a little lamb, it's free society snow, and everywhere that Mary went to the lamb was sure to go. So you could say, ask me a question. And it might say, what animal did Mary have? You know, just kind of like that. That's a really bad example. But you could even ask better questions than that. But on the flip side of you saying, ask me a question, it can actually come up with, um, it, can, uh, it can ask you questions as well that, um, so basically it might say to you, point uh, out an adverb in this text or better, you know, and you can then have to do that and it tells you whether you're right or wrong. And it's able to then uh, tell you how well you've been doing um, and the teacher can see uh, the statistics and the anal analysis and all that sort of stuff. I'm really not doing this justice, actually, to be honest with you. Uh, but to be honest with you, it absolutely blew my mind. So you kind of, in a way, it's a kind of a level up from the uh, original scanning pens and a massive level up. It can do... It's just, there's a video if you can find it. If you Google Orcom Learn on YouTube, uh, hopefully it's on, on YouTube by now. Um, oh, it's totally worth looking at. It's amazing. It's absolutely stunning. I've never seen anything. Uh, I really haven't seen much. Uh, I, I didn't actually see much of Beth that, that, that made me really impressed. And I'd say this was probably the most impressive thing there were. The only thing I will say is that I don't know how much it costs. And I was trying to wangle a price out of them and say, look, how much is it? Oh, I don't know yet. I don't know. Yet. It isn't out yet. It's still in prototype. And I said, come on, tell me, would, it be, would I get change out of a grand for it? And they weren't budging. So I, I reckon it's a very expensive piece of kit. And it's very easy, losable, uh, easily losable. So I don't know. I don't know. Really impressive. But I mean, still at the same time, you're uh, scanning pens are still as really really useful but if you want to really level up as such uh, the Orkham Learn looks like an amazing thing so I'm going to move on then to uh, the next piece of text number three on my little review here uh, and uh, on Shaw.net for those of you who don't know um, when this there was a time when this website was the most popular education blog in Ireland 
Yes, it was. Everybody was reading. We had over a million hits a year. And the reason for that was the interactive whiteboard. And from about 2006 to about 2011, there were over 50 companies in Ireland selling 28 different brands of interactive whiteboard. And I used and I reviewed every single one of them. And pretty much every school in the country and every teacher in the country, if they needed advice on interactive whiteboards, I was the one that was giving the independent advice. I didn't have, I didn't sell anything. So I was able to say what was the best ones, what were the worst ones, why you would go for one over another. And there was a lot of variety at that time. Um, now, a combination of the recession and the fact that the Irish education market is a fairly finite one meant that the vast majority of these companies have gone bust and there really aren't that many varieties out there. And to be honest with you, we now have moved into a world of interactive screens rather than interactive whiteboards. And I moved my attentions to other matters on the blog, uh, trying to find the next big thing. And I really haven't managed to do that. Uh, and that's why it's uh, a podcast uh, now, mainly or a feature for the podcast. But the odd time I'll uh, blog about certain things that might be of interest. But really, um, as I said, the only thing that's changed in terms of interactive screens these days is that instead of a projector shining uh, the screen onto a surface, interactive screens tend to be large touchscreen TVs. And to be honest, while there were lots of them around at the BET conference, well, there weren't that many, I suppose. There were, there were fewer than there were 10 years ago. They aren't particularly exciting anymore. Everyone has them, and if you don't have them, you're on the way to getting them. And, they, and because everyone's used to interactive whiteboards these days, really... There isn't much to them. Effectively now, there isn't even that much variety and you kind of pay for what you get in the main. However, the era of the projector hasn't completely gone away and this is what I want to talk to you about now uh, when I talk about interactive projectors and screens. And I was interested to see two products that might be of interest to you. Now, one of them is, to be honest now, only one of them might be of interest to you because the other one isn't, isn't at all affordable and I'll tell you what it is in a bit. But one of them is affordable um, and the other one is a total luxury item that I can't see any primary schools managing to buy. So we'll start with the affordable one. And it's around the same price as an interactive screen. So when I say it's affordable, it's not cheap, cheap. But if you can afford an interactive screen, you can probably afford one of these. And it's called the Didactics Interactive Projector. Didactics, D-I-D-A-C-T-I-X, Interactive Projector. And what this does differently is it hangs from a ceiling and it projects images onto your floor. And what that and that image then can be manipulated. Now, there were a few of these dotted around the expo. I found three of them, but this one stood out for me in terms of education. And maybe it was just the demo. Maybe it was just the demo that uh, caught me. But it seemed to be more aimed at sensory rooms as well as learning. So the other ones seem to be, you know, variations of whack-a-mole, really, you know, where you have to stand on different things to make them disappear. And they're like dance mats more so really than this. But in essence, this one really seems to have more interesting things, such as like, um, you know, you could have like water. And when you splashed, when you stood on it, it kind of made splashing sounds and made little rings and things like that. Or it might be a little lava lamp type thing and you know, kind of a bit more sensory. Um, now, the thing is, the only thing I've noticed since uh, and I've gone to the website is that uh, it's it's entirely in Polish uh, because it is a Polish company. Now, they may have an English version, but I just couldn't find it. And to me, in a way, the software may not be in English. Um, now, that might not necessarily be a problem if you're doing sensory stuff because generally you might not need it. But it may be something to investigate. It is very impressive. And it comes at around the €4,000 mark and ships from Poland. Um, now, um, as I said, 
The only thing I would do if you are looking into this is just to check whether they have English language um, software for it because I, I'm not quite sure about that. When I was there, it certainly was English language software, so it must exist. And I presume as a company, given that um, the biggest market in the world is English speaking, it's probably likely that it does exist. The other thing that was out there, which I thought was very, very interesting, was a loo. L-U, and I think that's an umlaut uh, over the U, the Lou interactive wall. Or not, it's not, a, is it an umlaut? You know, the two dots side by side? I don't know what that's called. I don't think it's called an umlaut. But anyway, you probably know what it is uh, if I describe it as two dots uh, side by side over the U. It's a similar concept, but it projects onto a very large wall, like a PE hall. And uh, I was looking at the demo and there were people going around basically throwing balls up against the wall and on the wall was projected this kind of um, giant's mouth with teeth in it and you basically had to knock out the teeth. And you could see how this could be used for throwing games in PE. But if you look more deeply at this uh, product, I, I what I thought was really interesting and very, very, yeah, I thought it was very interesting really and, and kind of probably more, more interesting than just these games was you could convert walls into any type of goal that you wanted from hockey goals to football goals to basketball goals which uh, could be height adjustable which I feel is very clever because I saw the, the basketball one and uh, basically what it did was it basically looks like a basketball hoop and if you throw a ball in exactly the right way it will go through the net and it looks like it's going through the net when you do it it's very 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 clever uh, if you throw the ball too hard it might bounce back so you'll know it won't go through the net uh, if you just throw it it can bounce off the rim and all this kind of stuff. really clever um, and uh, really good for soccer there's a video on the uh, Lou uh, page which shows uh, that in action and uh, I must say I was really really impressed with it the only problem with this is it's 20 grand now I don't know a single school in Ireland that has 20 grand lying about uh, where they can buy a projector but man it's really really impressive uh, I said I'd mention it because it was just really really impressive Let's move on to item number four on my agenda. And this is uh, something I mentioned slightly before there when I was talking about um, when I was talking about in-class monitoring of uh, of basically devices. Um, and uh, I, I mentioned Cool from Cloudwise, which has that inbuilt. And I talked about AB Tutor, who people might remember. The idea of, of uh, basically in-class monitoring is that uh, children are using devices more as classes, in the classes at the moment. And sometimes you need a little bit of monitoring because you can't be everywhere at any one time. And children being children will go off exploring and they may find themselves in places they shouldn't be. Um, and I'm not saying anything sinister, but if you're being told to type up a little document around something, it might be a little bit more fun to play games um, instead of doing your doing what you're supposed to be doing. So what the uh, what in school in class uh, monitoring kind of uh, tools do is you can project up. You uh, basically you can have your teacher computer showing everybody's screen, so you can make sure everybody's where they should be. And then for children to be able to self manage, you can project that image onto your interactive whiteboard, so everybody can see what everybody's doing. So you're kind of almost all managing each other in a way. Now AB Tutor is that is the granddaddy of these. I, I remember AB Tutor back in the very early noughties, nearly 20 years ago. But there are some other options out there um, and now. And uh, I, I mean, AB Tutor still exists. I saw the, the stand there. They're still around. And as I said, it's inbuilt into the uh, Cool from Cloudwise. But the one that stood out for me was something called Bloxy. Um, I really liked Bloxy, particularly if you're using Chromebooks. Um, I like 
how um, it not only does in-class monitoring, you can also monitor what children are doing when they're at home uh, with their Chromebook. So when they log into their uh, Google account, into their Google Classroom, and they have stuff to do, you can actually monitor what they're doing there. And now that might be crossing a line for some of you, but it may be very interesting. It's, and they only monitor what they're doing when they're logged into their school account. So if they have home accounts, you don't monitor those. So it's when they're at when they're at home. Now that can be very, very useful. It might be a little bit too intrusive maybe for some of you, but it, it is fairly handy. But, um, I, you know, I, I certainly think it's something that, that might, might be uh, worth looking at. Now, Bloxy is the name of this. B-L-O-C-K-S-I. Well worth looking at. However, the big thing for me that I, that stood out for me was more uh, was um, an anti theft feature. So when we're loaning out Chromebooks as we were during lockdown, some of them got lost along the way. And what this does is, um, when you have the uh, Bloxy installed on the Chromebooks, it tell it knows it knows where it is in the world. So for example, if you've someone who said, "Oh, I've lost me, I've lost my Chromebook." You can tune into that Chromebook and you can say, oh, I know where it is. Um, it is uh, in your house or in your and uh, or, oh, do you know what? You did bring it back. It's actually here in school or gosh, it's um, actually in some other country and uh, being used by someone else. How did it get there? And um, so very interesting, that anti-theft feature. It knows exactly. It tracks exactly where the Chromebook is in real time. So if it gets lost, you can find out exactly where it is. Uh, you can also lock down Chromebooks. Um, so that's uh, handy enough if it gets stolen or whatever. Um, and it has other features as well, which are no normal for these things by sending files to Chromebooks uh, to the class at the same time, um, uh, being able to sh send files to Chromebook, all that kind of stuff. Usual, usual stuff. Again, go to the Bloxy website, have a look at the video, and it's uh, it's it's a pretty handy tool to have. I'm going to mention um, a tool that's been around for a very long time, and it's at, and I've been a very, very I've been a fan of this company for a very very long time, over ten years. And actually, I was looking back over uh, on Charles' blog, and ten years ago, I interviewed uh, one of the uh, heads of uh, this company, uh, and uh, it was a podcast. I was actually podcasting before podcasting was a thing. I didn't realize I was podcasting. I was just making little audio. Um, files so interviews with people at best 10 years ago and the guy uh, the company uh, was called too simple the number two simple which is a phenomenal uh, piece of software it was a phenomenal piece of software 10 years ago when it was all on cd-roms well, well it, they were moving to the cloud at the time even and i interviewed andy hopkins who was one of the heads of it at the time and uh, really enjoyed chatting to him uh, and um Basically, uh, yeah, I, I actually, unfortunately, that interview's gone. The internet stole it. Anshah uh, actually had a bit of a breakdown uh, in 2012. I think I was hacked and I lost about three years worth of stuff. But not to worry, uh, that aside, um, I went up to the stand just to see if Andy was still there. So it was nice to reconnect with him and, uh, and, and the rest of the company, which has grown from being a kind of a small amount of little resources called Purple Mash, who some of you might remember from a, a, over a decade ago, to this a huge range of uh, really creative products and really well worth uh, having a look at. If you go to two, with the number two, Simple, uh, to their website and have a look at what they do, um, I still love Purple Mash. It's, it, you know, they were apps before apps were a thing. Uh, a bunch of kind of mini programs which encourage creativity through learning, really creative kind of things, blank canvases, scaffolding, as uh, uh, if you will, kind of um, for uh, children's creativity. Uh, they have a lovely video on their website and I have it uh, copied onto the blog there of what actually is Purple Mash. But they have all sorts of other um, tools and all sorts of other apps out there now 
which again might be of interest to you. I just like them because they're a lovely company. You know, they're a really, just a really nice company, to be honest with you. And, and you kind of want to support people that are really, really nice. Um, you know, I, 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 one of the things they did, and I, I won't talk about this because you can read about it on the blog, is they actually, they've gone so big, uh, they've been able to sponsor the um the teach meet and a teach meet uh is a uh, kind of show and tell for teachers if you don't know what a teach meet is uh, go looking for it because there's they're, they're happen in ireland as well and they're really really good it's where teachers get uh, five minutes seven minutes or two minutes to go up onto a stage and talk about something cool that they're doing uh but they sponsored the teach meet and not only did they sponsor the teach meet after they brought everybody out uh and uh had a drinks reception and even bought uh some of us uh some of us foreigners uh out uh, our dinners which is really kind of them and uh, they didn't have to just a lovely atmosphere and a lovely uh, evening uh, to be honest with you so um, yeah that is uh, Too Simple which is a, a company and Purple Mash was their offering a, a, a good number of years ago but they've expanded out to all sorts of different uh, things uh, which are very useful now I've just looked at my clock and I'm nowhere near uh, the end of this So, but I, I think uh, listening to me raving on about educational technology for half an hour is more than enough for one session so what i'm going to do is i'm going to take a pause here and what i'll do is i'll um do record a separate uh, kind of episode maybe for the rest of the stuff or as far as I get um, I get very excited when I talk about educational technology I suppose it is the area that I I, I, I suppose really excites me in education of what it can do and all uh, and as you've heard there's some brilliant stuff around at the moment so I guess this is a good place to stop and uh, I'll catch you again um, when I record the uh, next bit of this particular episode so there we are. Uh, that is uh, the end of this first part. I get, to, as I said, I get too excited about talking about educational technology. I, I possibly more excited than when I'm ranting and raving about religion and schools and all that sort of stuff and giving out about the minister and everything else. Maybe I should just do an educational technology podcast, shouldn't I? Uh, maybe I'll do that once I've finished giving out about uh, politics and what and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. But uh, look, if you have enjoyed this uh, podcast, uh, you are very welcome to subscribe to it on the podcasting tool of your choice whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and all the rest of the podcasts out there. Uh, have a subscribe and if you've liked it, maybe leave a review so other people can find it. Um, I hope the tools I've showed you uh, or I've talked about today are of use to you. Um, as I said, I'll be back uh, quite soon with the next part of this uh, to look at some other uh, tools that I found. But until then, uh, we'll see you uh well, we'll wait and we'll see you um, whenever I see you. All the very best. Bye bye.